check, check, white check. Presented by Empire. On Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Thursday, May 14th, noon Pacific. Supercross is gone. Supercross is done. RIP Supercross 2015. The outdoors are here, the great outdoors. This Saturday, Hangtown. Looking forward to it. Can't wait, actually. Anytime the end of any of these series, be it Supercross or Motocross, gets to the end, it gets to be a bit of a drag. And looking forward to the new season. So that uh, that is this weekend, the 2015 Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships kicking off at Hangtown. And we're pumped, excited. Brand new season, what's going to happen? Two classes, 450s, 250s. Going to be exciting. Uh, we've done some preview shows. We've done some fantasy podcasts, that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll do more of that looking ahead today on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Jason Thomas and Michael Antonovich from Transworld will join us. And your calls, too. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. If you have a um, question, concern, anything, we're going to give away a, a carbon a Fly Racing Carbon F2 Rockstar Racing Helmet today. That's right, a direct replica of what the team's wearing out there. And uh, riders are wearing Rockstar Energy Drink. Fly Racing makes much more than gear, helmets, and casual wear. Fly produces a range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, bars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com to visit the full range of hard parts, some bitchin' mountain bike stuff as well. And NFAB, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. N-FAB.com. Great guys. Uh, Proudly made in Houston, Texas. Of course, the JGR. NFAB team of uh, Barsha, Nicoletti, and Pike will be at Hangtown this Saturday, and they will have NFAB sponsorship. So we're looking forward to uh, talking some moto with you guys and, and giving away a helmet, too. That's right. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. I'm Steve Mathis, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things back. He missed uh, the pre-show in Vegas, but uh, he's back, and he's ready for uh, his rider, Ryan Dungey, to uh, reclaim the number one plate, the Titch Legendary. That's right. Ryan Dungey is back. By the way, I disagree wholeheartedly about the Supercross season being boring. I think it was the best Supercross season we've had in five years. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Why do you think that? Just because Ryan Dungey? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was trying to be a joke, oh, but yeah. well, clearly didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't realize that. But yeah, yeah you, he was better than ever. Eight wins. Yep. Uh, shit ton of laps led. Um, just, <laughs> I think that's the... Yeah, no, it says shit ton right, on the, right yeah. on the thing. Yeah. He was great. Um, was it... Let me give me your honest opinion on why he won. Ryan Villapoto's gone. Uh-huh. Alden Baker. New bike or married, content, happier dunge? Probably all four, but what's the biggest I, reason? Honestly, from from the interviews that I have And the pulp read show and appearances. To, and the, and pulp, the pulp show, show appearances. appearances. I honestly think that um, 
not to say that Alden Baker was like the magical ingredient, uh-huh. but I think him putting having someone that he's willing to put his trust in mm-hmm. to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do what he says, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I think that was honestly one of the biggest things. I think that the Alden Baker experience more than anything Wow, else. okay. All right. Not to say that anyone else couldn't do what Alden did, yeah. but I think it was in his head that Alden's the guy, so I'm just going to go to this guy, and I'm going to listen to him. Well, and he, then go from he, there. he mentioned that. No more guessing about his training. Right. No more knowing I what think, was going. I personally think that's what it was. It wasn't just the training. It was like the bike as well as far as you know, not worrying about the bike. He's like, yeah, we'll just do it and, and go from there. Right. Okay. But I think if you had to choose one, like the biggest yeah. thing, yeah, that's yeah. what I personally. You're, you're going that way. That's that's what I think. Okay. All right. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Uh, Jason Thomas is going to come on. We're going to talk some Hangtown. Try to get Chad Reed to come on, but he was flying. But him and I were texting back and forth about some different topics, and I said, hey, come on, the show. And uh, he said he's, he couldn't do it. So uh, no Chad Reed for the show. I wanted to touch base with him and see what was up and, uh, and uh, figure out what's, uh, how his outdoor prep is going. So thanks to, uh, thanks to you guys for listening to this. Um, did it all Supercross. We'll be doing it every outdoors at Thursday, noon, for every outdoor. And uh, archived on uh, pulpamex.com, archived on iTunes, also available on the Pulpamex app. You can get it on uh, on uh, the app. You can get it on your phone. You can listen live on your phone. You can listen live on uh... – no, you can't listen live on TuneIn. I don't think we did that yet. Anyways, uh, yeah, the reason we're coming back is because the show's getting good numbers, good good calls, good participants. Um, so we thought we'd bring it back for the outdoors because it wasn't always going to happen. So, uh, But we did, though. Uh, let's get right to our first caller. He's usually our first caller of the day, and uh, he's anxiously awaiting um, the Hanktown National, his hometown race. Raining yellow. This is Raining Yellow, the official seven-sponsored uh, rider here. Did something happen? Did Roger at seven hook you up? Uh, you know, I'm I'm still waiting for it. I'm, I'm this whole week. I've been like a kid on Christmas waiting to get that package. But okay, uh, hopefully today. Uh, but yeah, I'm like a kid on Christmas waiting for my goodies. What, what's the official sponsorship? What what are your what's your status? What do you got to do for it? What's yeah. your what's your obligations to seven? Uh, I gotta, I gotta rep it to the fullest. I gotta call the show. I gotta say seven, seven times, seven, 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 seven. seven. <laughs> Guerrilla marketing via Roger Larson. I like it. Absolutely, but uh, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it to Hangtown. But I gotta say this, um, the half pipe thing has got me pretty excited. I think that's, I think it's. Yeah, um, I saw it's something that. cool, and and I think if if it's a hit. Do we see other tracks, maybe local tracks, maybe... I don't know. Tits and I were talking about this before we came on the air. Yeah, Racer X put it up. I think Racer X did on their Instagram a little half... I mean, is it even going to be in the pro section, uh, pro track? I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. It's where the, um, right near where the, um, what is it, the old finish line jump, you hit that, and I want to say... It's right you know, there? It's right before the old finish line jump. Oh, okay. All right. So well, I think it's going to be cool, and I hope... Uh, you know, I give uh, Hangtown credit for um, trying something new, and and my actual question is: Has anyone heard? Is Justin Barsha in a good place and feeling good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he's riding well. I've talked to some guys out there. He's uh, looking well. He's testing is going welling, going welling. Testing is going great, and uh, yeah, the guys are pumped on him. Um, Pike's been out in California. Barsha and Nicoletti have been in uh, North Northern uh, Carolina, North Carolina. So. Um, yeah, I think it's going well. I, like I said, I talked to people, testing's well. So Justin's kind of threw the towel in on Supercross for a long time, you know, with the injuries and everything right. else. So he, he should be ready for outdoors. 
And, and uh, the last thing I'll say is I watched the show, Pro, because someone from Over the Hill Gang no, heard it, heard me, and, and went, holy cow, you know, one of our guys is on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Strava Steve, the Strava is paying off, Steve. You look a lot slimmer. Thanks, man. Yeah, I've been mountain biking a lot, so thank you. I, st- I still have Looking a long way to and, go. Uh, yes. And appreciate everything. So you guys have a good show. Thanks, buddy. See ya. Bye. Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. What's up? What's going on? Shocking. Raining yellow. Not being able to make Hangtown, and neither are either Stewart. Like I'm, I'm shocked at this. It's, sure, it's a huge coincidence. I'm that's sure that's right. it. Fly Racing will be there. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Fly Racing is the pre- official presenting sponsor of the uh, Lucas Oil AMA Pro National, which that is, is correct. Which is real market that Roger, uh, which is a big deal considering for you know for a long time Parts Unlimited been there, Parts Unlimited and Thor. You guys, WPS Western Power Sports Fly Racing. This is a big step for you guys. I'm pumped. It's going to be exciting. It is. It's been a. Uh, it's been a lot of work. Um, even today, I mean, <laughs> it's we're been still. A lot of work. It has. I mean, it's. Right. You know, we want to make sure this thing goes off right. Yeah. And uh, I've been in probably two to three meetings a week uh, since maybe Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, just dealing with this. So. Yeah. Uh, even today, we're we're flying out later today to go to Hangtown, and even today, we're still like just. Uh, every you know every right. thirty minutes or so we find something else to do so right. we're excited um, you know I'll be I'll be a little relieved when we, this first one goes off and and we get it under our belt um, but right. it's definitely a big deal. Can you let us in on anything you're doing for dealers or or fly racing fans or anything like is there can you let the cat yeah, out of the bag yeah we have a you know we have our dealer hospitality area um, you know which uh, dealers bought into and and they'll get to. You know, have the, a lunch and a tent, and uh, we'll have a lot of cool things going on inside there. But it, it really treats them kind of like VIP for the day. And um, it's just an experience that, you know, Western Power Sports, uh, you know, we we bought a package, and, and we're extending that onto our dealers. So um, it's going to make their, their day a lot better. Uh, and then for, you know, just the general spectator experience, we're, we'll have our full activation in the vendor area. Um, we have a huge blow-up tent with, you know, we'll have a full line in there. Uh, and then we'll have a bunch of uh, raffle areas where people can sign up. Uh, we're giving away uh, YZ450F, which JGR has given us a bunch of trick parts for. Uh, we're giving away a Santa Cruz mountain bike. We're giving away tons of gear. So, oh, sweet. Um, Going to be lots of stuff to sign up for over there. And then, obviously, uh, we'll have, you know, it'll be climate-controlled. We'll have areas where people can get out of the heat, which I don't think in Hangtown will be such a big deal. But right. as we move east, it will. Um, but, yeah, we're just uh, – trying to go all out it's just uh it's gonna be a learning experience for us at this first one but you know i feel like we're as prepared as we're gonna get yeah no doubt Look, looking good uh, i got the new fly mountain bike gloves the media glove um love them uh you're able to use the phone with them uh and they fit they fit good so good job on that fly mountain bike stuff check it out people brand new stuff out. yeah how do you how'd that turn out for you i like them i like them yeah. i uh i especially like the fact that uh you know when i raced i didn't like i didn't like um uh, any padding in the palm when I raced, I didn't mm-hmm. like any padding on. T- I like the glove just to be super tight, just like your hand. You know, mm-hmm. uh, right. I don't. I don't know how people. I don't know how you rode with those undergloves for for fifteen years. The blister things. Um, I have I, no clue. I did, but it was. This, I'm the same way as you. I hated palm uh, padding in the palm as well. Oh. Um, that thing was just. Yeah, it was, it was more for blisters, and then once I got used to them, I couldn't get away from it. But. Oh, ridiculous! But anyway, so these things are just like your. Hey, ask bar. Travis Preston. He wore them. Uh, JSR also. JSR, yeah. the great, great JSR, uh, love, love those things. So, anyways, yeah, fly racing, uh, mountain bike stuff, big things going on fly racing. Like we said, presenting sponsor for the uh, 12 rounds of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships will kick off this weekend. 
Uh, first of all, JT, did you see this half pipe thing that Raining Yellow was talking about? It was on Instagram this morning. I did. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. Uh, I saw pictures of it before, and then I saw actually, you know, people riding on it today. Uh, what do we think? I don't know. I'm I'm <laughs> waiting and see. I think it would have been better if it had a little bend in it. Because I have a, a fear that it's just going to turn into yeah. you just drop in, go to the middle, and then there will be a rut to climb out of it. Right. So that's, that's all you, if it's yeah. like that, it will be crazy 1-1. One, one. Yeah, these guys, that's what teams and riders do. They find the absolute best way through something. And they, they take it every lap. You know, everyone right, no right. But yeah. I think it will change as the day, you know, as the track gets rougher, uh, that line will kind of go away, and then people may start riding on the walls again. But I, if they're going to do it, I'd like to see it a little bit bigger and then maybe just if they put like a corkscrew in it then you you wouldn't be able to straighten the section up right yeah, right you know, you'd have to use some of that wall section mm-hmm. so i like the idea because as we always talk about different is better uh trying it anyways, now yeah. at this point yeah 702-586-757 we're giving away a fly racing f2 um rockstar uh energy helmet so uh give us a call and uh we'll randomly pick a guy to win that and then presented by nfab so thanks to the guys at nfab jason thomas on the line Okay, time for a rant by me. I saw some photos. I saw the half pipe, which I'm fine with, and that's good. Let's try it. I, I don't have high hopes that it's working out, but that's fine. Whatever. Uh, second thing, 150-foot step-up tabletop. Did you see that? I did. It's yeah. called the Fly 150. Oh, okay. All right. So Fly is part of this, uh, this disaster. Um, we don't need these kind of – look, that thing looks pretty safe. There's going to be no issues, I don't think. Um, but we saw Redbud put in a miniature Loraco's Leap on the other side of the track this year. Millville has something that's just ridiculous. Um, they had it uh, – I think last year it was all right, but the year before it was pretty unsafe, pretty much one of those do-or-die jumps. I don't like this kind of stuff on a national track. I just don't think it belongs. I think it's uh, – you need – you know, you, fans don't need massive air. Uh, now, again, this thing at Hangtown looks safe. You can jump to whatever level you want to do, but come on, guys. We don't need that. How do you feel? I about agree that? and disagree with you. Uh, I don't think that we necessarily need it, but as me, long let, as there me, are options, you, like the, you could, you don't have right. to jump that far and you can back out of it. Uh, then I'm all, I'm fine with it uh, because there is a, a safe alternative that's not that big of a deal, you know. Because if you stay low over the double and then accelerate, it's not going to be that much slower than getting because you jump so high, right? So it's not going to be that much different. So in that in that case where it's safe like this and and guys aren't going to be necessarily scared of it then i don't see any real problem with it yeah and like i said this this uh this thing at hangtown looks safe that way you know you can go as far as you want maybe it's better to stay you know to jump to level three instead of going all the way over whatever but generally speaking we see more and more of these tracks adding these big jumps in and it's like guys that's not motocross i don't know if you're trying to you know thrill the fans or whatever but you're not coming around 30 minutes in breaking bumps acceleration bumps and trying to jump this massive thing arm pump hot you know what i mean i just it's not motocross it's not what it's for and it's I, I i love motocross let's keep it motocross we don't need these ginormous jumps i don't know what these guys are thinking okay well you should email the dirt diggers then dirt digglers <laughs> no not, uh, not not him oh they uh i wonder if their tip-top security uh will be on point this weekend as usual i wonder if they've already completed the uh 10-step uh, guerrilla warfare um, that they that they seem to do every year. So right, um, yeah, I don't know. I I I mean, I just don't want to see. I just don't want to see something like that on the track. So let's let's stop that. Let's get away from that. Well, I don't. I don't think that you're going to get your wish. I think we're only going to go further down that path. But that's um, 
Hangtown, uh, I've long said this, written this. Uh, there's probably no track that's more improved uh, from when I first started going to the Nationals than Hangtown. Um, what a pile of crap in 96, 97, 98. And they've brought in that rice, the whatever that is, fill, rice, sawdust. Yeah. Not so much the wood chips that Chad Reed loves, but the the rice things. And um, they've rerouted it better. They've worked it in. track's pretty good now. Hangtown's a pretty good track. It's not too bad. It's definitely better than the you know early to mid two thousands, and certainly better than the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Uh, back then, when it looked like a you know it looked like a parking lot. I five. Yeah, it was like, um, basically at a parking the end of the lot. day. So um, anything to you know, and, and we talk so poorly about them adding sand and doing stuff, but I think in this case, no, in this, this track, one, yeah. it certainly helped it. Yeah. No, I think it's good. You know what I mean? In this case, it, they needed it. Now we'll talk, probably talk on this show down the road about how. You know, the wood chips and everything else has been added a little bit too much to some places. But Hangtown would needed it. Hey, when you're racing Hangtown, um, and you certainly have done that a few times in your career, one of those tracks where you're never really going flat and straight, right? Like kind of always. Know, it used to be like that a lot. Uh, but I feel like that's changed quite a bit. Um, as they've made these track changes, I feel like you go kind of straight up and down more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there certainly are the still the off camber sections. Yeah, I guess I should have meant. I, like, I guess I should. I, I guess I should have meant like straight and like no elevation. You know what I mean that way. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, for sure. You know, most of the outdoor tracks these days have quite a bit of elevation on them. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you know as and you could say this for a few different tracks. Mount Morris is the same. The more that they make changes, the more it becomes more of a straight line turn, go straight again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see as many off cameras. You don't see. Um, I don't want to say less elevation, but it just seems like it's it's gotten more and more um, man-made, I guess, in that, that aspect uh, as they've kind of uh, – the tracks have evolved over the years. Do you think – if you were to look at the, the, the guys coming into this, um, there's not a lot of time after Supercross. And we've talked over and over about how when you're in a Supercross title chase or you're doing well in Supercross, that's what you're riding, that's what you're practicing on. A guy like Barsha may have been doing more outdoors because he got hurt and the Supercross season was kind of a waste for him. Um, speaking about the 250 uh, or the 450 class, what's it like to go from, geez, I don't know, five months of Supercross to in basically 14 days, uh, you're now grabbing fifth gear and you're, you know, you're twisting the throttle and you're, it's rough as, as all get out. What's that like? It was tough for me. I, I really had a hard time adapting. Uh, just the way you ride is so much different. You go, um, you know, in the turns, you're not trying to stop in the turns, basically, where you are in Supercross all the time. You're squaring stuff up. Uh, you're trying to turn everything into straight lines. Uh, where outdoors, you are just hitting bumps, like, like you said, as fast as possible. And it's just a completely different style, mm-hmm. I think. And it takes a while to get comfortable with that. It takes a while to uh, get used to opening your turns up and and getting off the brakes because supercross is all about breaking points and and trying to get in and out of the turn as quickly as possible outdoors you're completely off the brakes you have so much more room to make your turns that you want to open everything up and and carry all that momentum uh you know regardless of how wide that takes you Mm -hmm. so it just really is different uh they're different disciplines and maybe some guys are are better you know at, at switching over than i was but i really it took me a while you know i didn't feel like I was 100% up to pace until the second or third round. And that, that was consistent. That was over, yeah. you know, a 
decade or 15 years or whatever. That's what I was going to ask you. How long does it take? So, you know, these guys by Lakewood should be into the, into the thing, into the, into the group? Well, I, I think it depends on who mm-hmm. because for some of these guys, they've been riding outdoors for so long, uh, especially like, you know, the, the West Coast Supercross guys. For the 250 class, yeah, I, I would yeah. feel like they should be really close. Um, you know, they had a eight or ten week break there where they had a lot of outdoor riding. Right. So they're going to be so far ahead of the game as, that, as far as that stuff goes. Uh, and then it comes down to you know just the individual as well. You know, some guys are just so talented, man. They just pick it right back up. But for me, yeah, I took you know the first one. I was still trying to sort things out and and especially in those first practices, you're like, man, we're going really fast out here. Uh, because you're going race pace, you know. It's right. practicing, you just never have that extra little bit of intensity. What about um, in, uh, fitness? How's that? Um, do you notice it a lot? Um, obviously, you're training in supercross and all that, but do you notice that it takes a while to catch up? Yeah, a little bit. The first weekend is tough. You know, these guys are going to be fortunate because it's not going to be hot. Right. Uh, that That was a big part of it. And then really just the second moto, you know, pounding through those bumps over and over and over starts to wear on you. Uh, I think it's it's easier now than it used to be because of the one-day format. Right. Uh, you go out there and ride two practices. Uh, there's no qualifier anymore. So the riding time is so short now that it's really not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I really noticed that, you know, on, say, let's go back to, say, 2005 when you had a, you know, a really, really rough racetrack to begin the weekend on. And then they wouldn't really touch it. You'd ride your two practices Saturday. Uh, fortunately, I was seated, so I didn't have to ride my Saturday qualifier. But then you did two more practices on Sunday, mm-hmm. and usually I would be I would have to ride the qualifier on Sunday. So then that's another four lap race before you even think about your two thirty lap, yeah. you know, thirty plus two minute motos. So oh, they had, did they have qualifiers on Saturday for people too? They did. What was yeah, it? They did. But what? How, how did if you, you get out of it? If you weren't seated into the top 20, oh, it was 20. Okay. you had to qualify right. on Saturday and then the top 10 on Sunday. Right. So I was always working so. for guys that made it through that part anyways on Saturday. Right, right. So you just look at how much extra riding right. you had to do, and, and that that stuff adds up. You know, we've seen the same thing with Ryan Villapoto and the mm-hmm. GPs this year. That extra riding catches up with you. You know, the, the yeah. uh, GP in Thailand, you could directly correlate that he – put in too much effort on Saturday and it really paid, you know, he, it ran its course on Sunday afternoon for him. So yeah. I think that's cut down on, on that uh, difficulty level for the guys on Sunday afternoon. Right. Then the flip Saturday side, afternoon, then the flip side of that is guys who come over from Europe here, they, they, they don't have, they don't want more time to get used to the track Two fifteen minute practices and your balls out except for five minutes in the very first one. They, they need more right. time, you know? Um, yeah. Especially for tracks they've never seen before. Right. Let's get to the phone lines. Uh, lots of guys on hold here. Jared, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? I just got a couple uh, questions and comments. All right. Um, the first one is I listened to the 250 preview show. I don't really think you guys gave Stancerillo the credit uh, he deserves. He's, I mean, he's Adam Stancerillo's most talented rider out there probably, maybe besides Muskin, or they're pretty close, I'd say. I think he's going to be uh, probably first or second all day long. Oh, wow. Okay. JT? And the uh, qualifier will probably set the fastest lap time, probably win the first moto. Who knows? I, I just see him up there a lot more than you guys were, were talking about. On he, the what are you basing that off of? Um, well, he's, he's naturally unbelievably talented, and plus he's got the itch. I mean, he's been off for so long, and he has something to prove. He's going to go out there and just blaze everybody, I think. 
Okay. Well, I, you know, and, and I, I can sense your enthusiasm uh, with him, but at the same time, he's got a lot of things working against him too. Uh, I think that's what maybe what we were um, kind of weighing in on. You know, he hasn't raced in so in in so long, and these guys have so much momentum coming in, and he really, to be honest with you, doesn't have any. Uh, and he hasn't been yeah. riding for that long. It, it's not like he's been ra- riding since you know Anaheim, just outdoors, getting ready for this thing. It's only been a couple months that he's actually been back on the motorcycle trying to get up to speed. So uh, right. I was um, next, I was actually a little bit. Is um, uh, who's going to be the announcer since Rock and Roll Might is is it going to be at the Nationals this year? Uh, Greg White, Greg White, and uh, a host of other people, I think. But Greg Greg will be taking Rocket Rob's place. So. All right, cool. All right, thanks, Jared. Yeah, no problem. All right, thank you. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Uh, Neil, what's going on? Hey, guys, I had a couple questions. Um, my first one's for JT. Uh, do you know, or is Chad doing machining inside his race shop now? Because I saw that picture, that, uh, the video they posted of them machining a pole rod. I'm pretty sure it was a pole rod a couple weeks ago from a CNC. Yeah, they they have capability to do both. Uh, they purchase they purchase parts from Factory Kawasaki, and they also do their own uh, their own machining. and And they have they basically have the best of both worlds. They can, or you know, they have the access to the parts, or they can use what they want as well. Yeah, who does who does all their machining stuff? Is that like something Dave Ostrom would do since he's got all the experience of that kind of uh, stuff? I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Um, uh, I, I I don't know who's actually running the machine. I I don't know that part. No. All right. Um, so. Steve, you need to put some elevation in those Strava rides. I mean, 500 feet is nothing, but you're doing 19 miles. Okay, well, I mean, I, all right. Thanks, John Tomac, for the advice. <laughs> well, you, you're welcome. I, I just saw you at Vegas, and you definitely look like you could use the advice from anyone. Well, yeah, okay, thanks. I'll, uh, you know what I'll, I'll do? I'll move. I'll move to Durango, and we'll get some elevation in my rides. So it'll be perfect. All right. All thanks, right. guys. Thanks. Bye. Uh, <laughs> That wasn't a very nice call. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, to me, I mean, look, the, the 19 miles the, the, on, on mostly 90% road is not fun, but it's still 19 miles of bicycling on a mountain bike. So, you know. Uh, Michael don't, Jones. Don't, don't listen to these people, guy. You're, you're doing the right thing. Michael I mean, Jones, what's up? You know you have more work to do. Hey. Yeah, I, it, it's okay. I'll be all right. What's up, man? Hey, uh, I wanted to kind of piggyback off. I think it was Jared that was on. I, I don't care about your cycling. I'm sure you're doing a great job, but um, AC, I know he uh, definitely has a layoff. He probably has more questions than answers, but I'd say one thing that he's got going on for him is, like you were kind of commenting on, he, he hasn't probably touched a Supercross track in months. He has yeah. just riding outdoors. Mm-hmm. So that's the positive, and we've seen historically, especially at Hangtown, kind of funky stuff where people come out and, you know, just have been riding nothing but outdoors and have that leg up. Well, and yeah, I mean, one- JT, maybe the people have spoken. Maybe we have undersold Adam Cincerillo. I, I, I feel comfortable in my stand that he hasn't had a gate drop for a long time. Um, these guys have been racing, but maybe, maybe we're off. I mean, he's in my top five. Yeah, yeah mine he's too. in my top five. I, you know, if you want me to put him ahead of Martin Webb and Muskan, I'm sorry, I just can't do that yet. I, I think that's fair as well. I mean, they're proven and, and they're healthy, and they've been racing a whole year. I, like I said, there's still more question marks there. I agree. The one thing I would say about AC, though, as well, is historically, am I wrong? Every every race, at least Supercross last year, he seemed to be up front on all his starts. He seems to be a pretty consistent starter. Yep, I agree. 
So, I, I mean, that puts him in a, a pretty good advantage. That and, you know, he did have shoulder surgery, which no, no doubt he's been off the bike for a long time. But I imagine his base fitness is still fantastic. So, yeah. I would say there's lots of questions, but I would say it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him pull shot on Saturday and, you know, lead 35 minutes, no problem. What about the fact well. he's never raced Hangtown as a pro? I mean, JT, that, I think that hurts him a little bit. Well, it doesn't help, for sure. <laughs> um, and in my, my little column I do called Staging Area, I do these predictions, and one of them was actually that AC would hole shot the first moto. That's well, there you go. See, we agree with something. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Eli never raced Hangtown when he won no. as well. No. That wasn't that long ago either. So. But you can take the one guy that won Hangtown on his first time out, and oh. I'll take the 150 guys right, that didn't. Beach. So, uh, Thanks, Michael. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Uh, Mike, what's going on? Another Mike. What's happening? You want to talk about Dean Wilson? Yeah, man. I was just calling to see what his status was, when he might be back. He's going to miss all the outdoors, I think. I mean... I mean, JT, maybe you know better than I do, but he could maybe make it back for the last few, but I would highly doubt you'd see him. I mean, Who is this for? Dean Wilson. Yeah, he's supposedly uh, on the fence. He's going to start riding in July. Um, so, I, I mean, know, he could make I the last be couple. be up to him and the team. Right. So he, he yeah. hasn't ruled it out. I know for a fact he hasn't ruled it out yet. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate all the content, and uh, I'm going to have to agree with everybody else, man. I got faith in Cincerello this summer. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks. Well, uh, JT, maybe we're just being dicks about Cincerello here. I don't feel like that I was. I, 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 I feel like I was pretty fair. I, hate, I said he's going to win races. You hate him. You hate Adam. Uh, I think you were. You guys were hard. You guys were the harsh ones. No, I said he would win. I said he's going to win a moto in a race. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dave, what's up? Yeah, I was just wondering if you heard from your all-time favorite personality and and writer lately. Who's that? Tim Ferry? No, think about it. Who's your favorite personality and writer? J- Jason Thomas. No, oh. and he's he's back from Europe. Uh, RV? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't heard from him. Don't know. He's in he's in he's in America. He's doing something. But yeah, no, yeah. I haven't haven't heard from him at all. So. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering. You know, everybody hear rumors. He's you know he's back with Alden doing training. He's always everything. been with Alden. I heard the same thing from some some, some media reports. He's yeah. all he's never left Alden. Now, yeah, they, I mean, I know that. You know, yeah, yeah. They they now they they you know they, he wasn't as involved with Alden because he was in Europe, but still right. paying him, still asking for advice, still training um, with Alden as far as the program goes and all that. So yeah, you know, he's back in America. I heard he's going to be out for another three to weeks, three to four weeks with this injury. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be I a think, while. Uh, I think the difference was he's actually back training in person with them. Well, yeah, because he's back in the same country. Right. So, well, I know, but I, I'm know. hoping that he's also following the diet that Alden you – know, well, I think yeah. because I, I really do believe that there was a marked difference in uh, his, his physical appearance, his diet, uh, right. whatever, you know, whatever they do, I don't feel like he had been doing it to the same level that he had previously. It's not easy being on diets, JT, okay? It's not easy. <laughs> I, I know what their diet is, and I, I completely understand how hard it is. And I, I don't blame RV at all. I just yeah. think that that's, it's been a big difference in his performance. Thanks, Dave. Thank okay, you. Uh, yeah, maybe we undersold AC. I don't know. People seem to think. I we, think we, you did. I, I don't think I did at all. I said he would win a race in a moto. You two didn't even yeah. say that. Um, maybe it was, it was just playing Weege. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, fly racing uh, designs its race wear to complement a rider's natural movements on the bike. No unnecessary distraction. Straightforward, no-nonsense function, fit, and style. Fly racing, uh, exclusive uh, presenting sponsor of the uh, 12-round Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships. Uh, flyracing.com and nfab, uh, n-fab.com. Great guys. Steps uh, for your Jeep, truck, your SUV, uh, bumpers, that kind of things. I've got a set of steps on my Ridgeline, and I love them. And uh, it's uh, it's fantastic to have you on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB with Jason Thomas. We've got him for a little bit while longer. Um, you want to take phone calls or you want to take questions, JT? What do you want? Uh, you I, I get kind of sick of your questions, so let's take some fan All right, fan sounds questions. good. All right. Uh, Kevin, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on, guys? Uh, two questions. We go to me and my buddies go to Hangtown quite a bit up here, mm-hmm. and obviously they bring in a ton of dirt for this weekend. Does is that dirt diggers dirt? And do all the other tracks throughout the circuit do they bring in their own special dirt for this one weekend and then ship it out? No, no, they don't ship it out. It, but they do bring in dirt for, to a national track. If you ride at Hangtown, which I've done a couple of times when it's non-national. It's pretty beat down. so Yeah, uh, and then they, they scoop it all up and take it off. Do they really? Do they really? After this weekend, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, I thought I figured they would just leave it on and then naturally let it let it go places or whatever. No, it's every track brings in their own dirt. So, um, you know, and everyone adds the rice filling, um, yeah. sawdust, wood chips, that kind of stuff. So um, I didn't know they scooped it off, though. That's jacked up. Yeah, it's a bummer. Second question was, uh, does Fly Racing get a moto win this season in either class? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I JT, so will say, JT will say yes, but between Pike and Trey Kennard when he comes back, um, I like those odds right there. You got Osborne. Um, you got CP in the 450 class now, too. You have Osborne in the, uh, in the small bike class. Um, am I forgetting anybody, JT? Uh, yeah, I mean, Zach Bell, there's, there's a few, mm, Zach Bell's not going to win a moto. In there, but I would think that, uh, you know, Trey won quite a few motos last year. That was actually our first 450 win, uh, last year. So, um, Purcell, who knows what he's going to bring to the table, but yeah, I would think so. Um, let me rephrase back, that question before Trey comes back, before Ooh. Trey comes back, it's possible. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Pike. Uh, I, I would say, you know, we're going to need, you know, things to go right. Um, yeah. But it's going to be it's going to be tough. I think you know, without without our uh, quotation best or best chance of winning guy out there, you know that it gets difficult. All right, I think Zach Osborne. I think Zachy Pooh could pull it off. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, he'll get one. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Uh, JT, uh, gotta love our listeners. Uh, so I was informed that Tim Ferry rode a Saturday qualifier at High Point in '04. Mm-hmm. Um, him and John Dowd, John Dowd battled for a bit. Thanks to Nathan for that. I didn't believe that, but then I just checked the results during that phone call. And yeah, we had a terrible high point of four. His bike, uh, the, uh, the retaining bolt head snapped off in the second moto while he was like third or fourth. And the mm-hmm. first moto, I think his wrist was bugging him. So he went, you know, DNF, DNF at Hangtown in 04 and high point was the second round. So this guy's right. I double checked this guy. Cause I'm like, what? So I was there on a Saturday qualifier people. All right. All right. Uh, I'll go on with it. Yeah. Let's go to Chad. I don't think it's Chad Reed, but maybe. Chad, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. Nothing. You doing all right? I'm good. Thanks for thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Yeah, good deal. No, not Chad Reed. I wish. But uh, a couple questions for you. 
uh, listened to the uh, 250 preview show, and you guys were, uh, I think you asked Weege and JT about the uh, upcoming names. Uh, one I didn't hear, and, and he's not huge out there, but uh, Colt Nichols, he, uh, he's an Oklahoma guy, so I follow him, and I think he rides with Kennard uh, and Bogle yeah, and the rest he, of the group. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Know, uh, he tore his ACL. He's going to be out for the year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, damn. I, I was hoping he'd be on y'all's radar, so I didn't know that. Well, okay. Well, thanks for the info. The other thing uh, I heard uh, you guys mention about the uh, the pre-show, um, some kind of motocross live that JT's going to be doing. Uh, can you tell me again, like, uh, where we where we find that at online? I believe it's on, uh, it should be on Ally Sports, um, NBC, NBC Sports' website as well, and, and possibly, I, I'm sure there will be a link to it on promotercross.com too, so I think it will be pretty easy to find if you uh, it, if you go to any of those sites. On, on Saturday morning. They're going to be yeah. pushing it pretty hard. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll check it out then. Hey, Chad, you want to want fly racing helmet? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, fly racing, F2, uh, Rockstar. Hope you like Rockstar Energy uh, drink because it's got a big Rockstar yeah. logo on it. Stay on the line. Tits will get your info, man. Thank you for calling. Ah, uh, thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Uh, yeah, Cole Nichols definitely has got some speed, man. I've been impressed with him, man, but uh, ACL, so out for the year, or at least most of the year anyways. Dustin, what's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Oh, we're good. Thanks for calling. Hey, I just had a question. I know you guys were talking about uh, Josh Dree. And I was wondering if, if he is out for Hangtown, what are the chances Bernard um, subs in for him? What do you think, JT? I asked this question myself earlier and didn't seem like there was uh, really any sure answer. The problem is I think that they're not going to know whether Josh can race until uh, probably the last minute, and then that doesn't leave any time for them to get Bernard's stuff ready. So uh, I would say it's highly unlikely that Bernard would be out there. Um, the question will be, will Josh Graham be out there? Yeah, there we go. Thanks, man. All right, thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, if Burner can line up. Brad, what's going well, on, I man? I don't think Burner will line up. I, I no. would almost guarantee that Burner. I, I meant up. more this year. Yeah, sorry. Brad, oh yeah, this just... year. I mean, who knows? But yeah, Brad, what's up? You want to talk about Weston Pike? Yeah, I'm glad you were able to keep the show going, Steve. Good stuff. Yeah, thanks to Fly Racing for doing it more than anybody. They uh, they liked it. They wanted to step it up, and uh, of course, Tits Legendary. I had to meet his exorbitant fee, but we we made it happen. Absolutely. Hey, uh, yeah, I was just, you know, a lot of, you guys made a lot of comments about Pike having to ride so hard to, you know, to stay up front in Supercross. Being a better outdoor rider, does he have to ride that hard to stay up front in the outdoors, or is he going to be able to, uh, you, you know, utilize his fitness a little better, you know, not get burn himself out? What do you think, JT? I think so. I think the intensity uh, is not as high in Supercross, and you know I, I can base that on heart rate, you know, tests that we did. Uh, so that's going to help him a little bit. And I think he's naturally a little bit more comfortable outdoors. So I think it will. You know, you're talking about 70 minutes of total racing time versus you know 18 or 19. So you have to take that into effect as well. But I, I just think he'll be more comfortable. Um, trying to push that pace outdoors than he, than he would in Supercross. You know, there's just more, so much more time to rest and breathe and, and do all that. And, uh, you know, any, we'll see. I think we'll learn a lot more uh, on Saturday. But um, I'm pretty optimistic about his chances. You know, if he's capable of getting a podium in Supercross, you, uh, I certainly think he's capable of that outdoors. You have him slot in your, in your fifth spot right now. Have you? Yeah, for, yeah. This, for the championship. Yeah, do, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he definitely, definitely gets podiums and, and all that if you're going to pick him for, for fifth, you know, so. Thanks, Brad. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right, JT, we'll let you go.
Uh, thank All you right. for coming on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Infab. Uh, we will see you at Hangtown uh, this Saturday, man. Thanks. Sounds good. See you. All right, see you. Jason Thomas, everybody, let's get to uh, our – let's take this call here. Adam, what's up, man? Hey, uh, well, this probably would have been a good question for JT, but you might know too. Um, I'm sure you've seen Chad post on Instagram a couple pictures of him like with a flat track bike that he got set up. Do you know if he's going to try to race? I think they're doing it a flat track event at X Games. Do you know if he's going to try to do that? Um, I think, well, I think if I had to guess, he's probably doing Supermoto out in his go-kart track. In his backyard, oh, okay. um, but uh, but but there is going to be dirt track at X Games, and I do want. I wondered the same thing, if that that was something where he was just breaking out to try and see how it goes. You, you, you know, everyone yeah. he would love to do the X Games. I'm sure they would love to have him. I thought that they conflicted with the national this year, but I'm not exactly sure on that. So, yeah, I'm not too sure either. And also, is is James going to compete in any X Games event like Best Whip? Yeah, he's he's doing Best Whip. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so he's gonna, he's gonna do that. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you know if the dates line up. I wouldn't be surprised to see Chad there. Eric Pernard is the guy behind the scenes in uh, in the X Games on the Moto end of things, and him and Chad are buddies. So wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Well, uh, great job on the show, and uh, appreciate all you do for the sport. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it, man. No problem. All right, uh, let's get to our next guest. He is associate editor, online editor, chief, something like that, at Transworld Motocross Magazine and Transworld Motocross Online. Michael Antonovich, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How's it going, man? Good. What are you? You're the online editor. Is that what you are? Online, online editor. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you're like Weege. You're like very important and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Weege does a lot more. I, I'm surprised he's just online editor, uh. but, but I like write for the magazine and. Right on the website and all that stuff, and all the other guys help out like Jordan and Don and Kimball, so mm-hmm. got a good staff. Um, now you're calling from Hangtown from Press Day. We're yeah, we're about ten minutes away. Okay, so you, I was going to say how's the track and everything else, but you're not quite there yet. Um, hey, we did our preview 450 250 preview podcast, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygan, and I, and all that. But let's talk about what you think. What uh, what do you think is going to happen this summer in these nationals? Never mind just Hangtown or whatever, but who do you like for 250 class? What, do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's going to be really good between Jeremy, since he's defending titleist, and then Marvin, since last year, and he knows what it takes to win a championship you know, on all different levels, especially outdoors. And then you have guys like Cooper that are fast and can really throw a wrench in everybody's plans. And then... You know, you have a handful of rookies that are really fast, guys on the KTM teams. And I know there's a lot of guys to choose from. But I would say if it's going to come down to the championship, it'll be Marvin, Jeremy, and Cooper, like, going forward at the end. Yeah, I think that's what we all kind of think, too. You know what I mean? Um, Marvin stepped it up to a new level. Cooper's also did the same thing. And, of course, Martin was uh, Martin won the championship kind of going away last summer. We, we talked a lot about Adam Cincerillo in our podcast. Uh, on the show today, we got some phone calls from people who, who don't agree with us, that we're kind of we're cautiously optimistic about him. These guys seem to think that he's going to do better right off the bat. What do you think of AC? To be completely honest, I had forgotten about Adam. Uh, it's been <laughs> so long since I've seen him ride, so I just, no offense to him, considering we talk about music all the time, but uh, I think Adam, this, this will be like, the defining summer for him is kind of make or break with everything that's been going on mm-hmm. uh, as far as injuries go. And now that he's a bit bigger and he's healthy for once, you know, there, there should be no medical issue as 
far mm-hmm. as sickness or shoulders or anything like that, he could be the guy that comes out. Is it really a surprise, though, considering how successful he was as an amateur? I don't really know, but he's going to win some motos if everything stays together. 702-586-7857. So, yeah, you're with me. I think he can win some motos. I think he'll get an overall. But first year out of the uh, first year on some of these tracks, uh, you know, over a year with no gate drops, I like him for top five, but I, I don't like him to win. These guys on the phone thought they could, though. Um, what's his high? Can he win the title? If he won the title, how surprised would you be? I'd be a little surprised just because that shows – you know, how good he is right out of the gate. I mean, think about how long it takes guys that haven't raced in a year. Mm-hmm. And he only had one gate drop, really, at Toronto last year, and it didn't go very well. So that that would be pretty amazing to see somebody come, like, straight off the practice track and then to the national. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. Um, and 450 class, what, Roxon, Dungey, Tomac, right? I mean, uh it should be a good battle. I hear. I don't know if, what you hear from the grapevine about Roxon. I've heard his ankle is still bothering him. I heard it. He's got a small back injury. I heard he's great and and flying at the test tracks. What do you hear about Kenny Roxon? Pretty much all the same stuff that you've heard. So we'll see this weekend what happens. You know, I've heard. I mean, exactly what you said that everything's good. To there's a couple lingering issues. To you know, he's ready. So. Mm-hmm. I think today when we're on the track and it's everybody's first track at it, especially Ken, first time in a while, we'll, yeah. we'll find out, yep. see if anything's true, because I'm sure he's not going to come out here and just go lightly. Right. He's going to want to show, show these guys why he earned the number one plate last year. Right. But there is any issue that pretty much does carry it down to two guys in Tomac and Dungey, and then you have a handful of guys that can be spoilers with Cole and Kristoff and you know anybody else. Weston. So what a do you lot th- of guys. What do you think of Porcel? A uh, little bit of a late start riding the Rockstar Husky team. How he, how can he do? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't really know. I mean, everybody that's seen him ride says he's riding really, really well. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that he wouldn't come out and try to race if it wasn't right. But I mean, have we ever seen Kristoff ride a European bike? Uh, no, no. Well, KTM, yeah, he rode KTM in Bercy. Didn't go well, though, at all. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. But, like, the 450 should suit him from, you know, he just did a video with Jordan that's on our website right now. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about Kristoff is, no matter what happens, he'll tell you what he thinks. So, you know, he kind of explained in his words why he didn't get a Cali deal a few years ago, and why he didn't get the Cali deal this year. And if something goes good or bad, I'm sure we'll know by the end of the summer. What else did he say, like, specifically in that interview? Did you watch it? What, what kind of stuff did he say? Well, I've heard that, like, they had to detune the bike, so that's kind of unusual, considering most guys want more power from the 450. Mm-hmm. But he really, like, for some riders that take advantage of it, looking at Kristoff's past where he's been injured and, and had to miss so much time and all the issues that it's caused him, with his back and everything and his, his health overall, mm-hmm. it says a lot that somebody wants to keep coming back, keep trying to ride, do all that stuff. So he says he's good. You know, we'll see. Right, right. Um, nice to see uh, these three guys going at it this summer, I feel like. Is there somebody that can get in that group? 
Is there um, is there somebody that can get in that top three? I mean, we just talked about Porcel a little bit. I, I'm not sold on that, especially off the bat. But I mean, at Hangtown yeah, this weekend, can we see another somebody else break up that top three? Uh, I would think Sealy. Um, you know, he's really really comfortable on the Honda. He didn't make a big dramatic bike change like everybody else did. Mm-hmm. Not settings or anything like that. And he's coming off a a great Supercross season, so he's got to be confident. I know that expectations within the team, like they don't expect him to come out and go 1-1 right off the bat, but they know that by the end of the year he's pretty capable of doing good good things. So it wouldn't be a huge surprise to see him on the podium this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow, okay. I, I think it would be. I do. I disagree a little bit, but that's that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I can. it, it, it all just kind of depends on – what the truth is with Kent. Right. You know, if, if things are good or bad, because either you have your top three already established, mm-hmm. or you have your top three missing one guy. So, kind of throws everything a little bit different. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, we'll see what happens there. Kenny hasn't raced for, you know, 10 weeks or whatever. And I, I you know, that that's going to hurt. So, I, yeah. yeah I think, I think, we'll see how that goes. Um, I mean, he's been riding a, a while. You know, we've seen him in Mm-hmm. On California for the last two weeks, he's been you know at tracks all the time, so mm-hmm. he looks he looks super fast. So, uh, so we just got to kind of got to see how this shakes out. So, in, am I taking that Sealy's going to be your, your 450 sleeper pick here? If someone maybe hasn't been getting a lot of press, coming kind of coming under the radar. Yeah, I would think Cole. Um, you know, I mean, Weston will be fast, especially how good he did all through the supercross season and we saw how good he was last year and if they're long motos and he that could be kind of what hurts him because we saw his endurance wasn't the greatest in those last few 20 lap races right but i mean any guy that had been hitting the ground that hard all all winter (laughs) right would think you're going to be pretty battered by that point um the barsha thing is a total wild card it is isn't it yeah it could be you know, a big surprise, or it could be not a big surprise. It could be kind of the same that it has been. Hopefully not. And then you have Baggett, yeah. I think Blake could be the – Blake or Cole will be the two biggest surprises. Yeah, I think Blake's going to do well. He surprised us in Supercross. But, He's great at Hangtown. He's good at outdoors anyways, you know. So. But then again, how big of a surprise is it, former national champion? So it's all kind of like a yeah. variable. Um. Let's talk about Barsha a little bit because that's my next question. Uh, 702-586-PULP if you have a question on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Michael Antonovich, uh, online editor of Transworld Motocross. Now, we talked about what we don't know about Barsha, and we don't know where he's going to be. But where do you think he's going to be? Where? What do you think we're going to see this weekend and beyond from him? Um, I mean, if it's anything out of the top ten, I'm sure – Anything less than the top five would be pretty much disappointment for the entire team. Mm-hmm. But for you know a spectator watching, I would be surprised if he's not in the top ten. But I kind of don't see that happening. I think that he'll be within the top ten. Yeah, for both photos, you know. But as far as like an exact position, it's kind of hard to say considering you have you know Nicoletti coming in and still can be really good on certain days as long as everything stays together. And then you mm-hmm. have. Uh, you know, a guy like Norrin, I mean, granted, his knee's a little swollen or something right now, but right. he was fast last year, and all he's been doing lately is just riding 
just riding the national. So. And Honda's going to give Norwin some good help. I think I'm with you. I think he's crashed a little bit. He's probably going to get off to a slower start than what he would like. But we saw last summer that he can be a factor. Um, Because we're just now pulling in the track, and this might be something that you know that I don't. I'm a little bit surprised that he didn't just directly go to fill in for Trey because he's not. Trey won't race for the next few weeks. But probably understandable that they keep him on the same equipment. For the yeah, they, they didn't want to take him away. From, yeah, they didn't want to take him away from the team. They didn't want to take him away from the program he's on and all that kind of stuff. So, And I think I think early on they thought Trey would be back sooner than what he is. I'm hearing after yeah. the break. I'm hearing after the break for Trey. So that's five races. Yeah, I'd heard it would be a while too, especially because, well, even a week ago he hadn't, he hadn't risked yet. So there's no way we could expect him to come out and be ready by Glen Helen or mm-hmm. Colorado. Right. Who do you got in the 250 class as a sleeper? Who do you? What do you think? Um, like we we I talked a little bit. Sorry to interrupt you. We talked a little bit about Alex Martin. Yeah, especially because he's been training with his brother. I mean, with the move to Florida, he was really really fast through Supercross. He was really stellar last year in the Nationals. Bikes are better this year. All that stuff. Alex, it could be really good. Uh, I think McElrath can do really well. Um, he's figuring stuff out now. He's really quick. He tends to, I mean, he grew up riding the outdoors, so mm-hmm. that should be okay. And then uh, maybe Hampshire should everything stay right. pretty good there. Yeah, I'm kind of pumped on McElrath. I think that kid's going to do pretty good. I think Nelson's going to take a leap. I think McElrath will be really, very solid. I think McElrath will be a 5-10 to 10 guy all the time, which is better than where he's been. I think, um, And I think Nelson will take that leap into that Bogle-Osborne spot. Ish four five yeah. six, you know, somewhere around yeah. there. Do you agree? Yeah, totally. And I think with Zach Osborne too, it should be pretty good. I mean, it sucks to say, but it seems like every year he comes in and he's not a hundred percent, or something stupid happens and he gets an injury that really, really just sets him back for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But training with Eli, I guess he's been in Colorado for the last few weeks. And be on that same program with somebody that's won the championship that you're going for has got to probably got to be a big help. You know, know that you're you're right there and you're doing what, what it takes. Yeah, he um, he asked me. Uh, he told me that the training with Eli is going well and he's feeling really great. And I said, "That's a cliche." And he said, "I know, absolutely." <laughs> so, <laughs> but but this just in: Osborne feels great. Never felt better. So, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's. There's so many guys because, you know, you guys did a, a quick preview and then, like, did a couple previews with the podcast and then the features you guys had on the site. And then I did a really quick write-up on the website, too. And when you're mentioning all those guys, you've got to double-check a bunch of times and make sure that you didn't leave anybody off because it's pretty easy with that many people in the class. Yeah. You know, there's, and then on top of that, you have a local guy, not so much in California, but there's some, but a guy that could break in the top 20 that you get taken by surprise. Yeah, like a Sean Collier or somebody, I think, in these opening rounds could be yeah. somebody right outside the top 10, you know? Yeah. Um, Kyle Cunningham and Matt LeMoyne, a couple of 250 guys jumping to 450s. That should be interesting. Yeah, so. I, and especially with LeMoyne jumping up on the 450, that will be big. I mean, it's something that he's been, we've been expecting him to do for quite a while. Yep. Uh, we've all kind of questioned why he hasn't, considering he's a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. But now that he's on it, should be pretty good. Uh, him coming off injury is kind of a bad deal, but hopefully he's all right. I mean, 
you kind of never know how a guy is coming off injury, especially at the start of the season. They could be 100% or they could be wanting to race their way into shape. And yep. Not always the best way to go. Uh, Justin Hill, 250 class. Back to 250s. I'm jumping all over the map here. But Justin Hill, man, he's got. looks like he's got everything to do well. Looks like he can do it, but I, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. He's yeah. He had a tough supercross. Yeah, tough, like from what we've kind of all heard, he came into Supercross and everything was good, and then he got really sick, and you would talk to him after the race, and his voice would be completely shot from talking all day, and, and you know you couldn't get a word out of him, not because he didn't want to talk, because he couldn't. And then, you know, anybody racing sick isn't good. And then I guess he had to hit, hit his head a couple times yeah. or one time, and mm-hmm. that doesn't help. But he got a lot of time off. You know, Vegas didn't go great. Uh, with that first turn crash in the 250 West race, but we'll see what happens when he comes out this weekend. It's yeah. kind of another one of those guys that's totally up in the air. I mean, he's he's really fast, but I don't think we've seen fully what he's capable of ever. Yeah, I would agree. Michael Antonovich from Transworld, the online editor. Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming, taking the time to doing this show. You're up there, hang down. The right offer. Now. Yeah, you're taking up. You're taking up. Taking in press day right now. Um, so Transworld Motocross. Uh, what what is it? Transworld Magazine on? dot com what what uh motocross.com just type that in there we go oh that'll work and um um thanks for coming on and we'll see you this weekend man everybody i'll see you soon all right see you michael antonovich everybody tits um were we too hard on ac i mean mm. fans have spoken um i they I, think I, he's gonna i, I think you just, were th- there's a lot of unknowns um, well, that's I think what we guys, said. No, that, I'm, I'm saying I agree with you. I don't think you were too hard. It wouldn't surprise me if he did come out and just murdered them all. It wouldn't surprise you. It wouldn't. But going in, I think he is a big question mark. So, like, if it happened, I'd be like, if okay, he goes out and murders him, that. that's a surprise. And you don't, you don't mean murder like, like literally murder them. No, you not, mean not, like not like right. with a gun or okay. knife or right, anything like you. that. No, just checking. Um, I think going in, he's a question mark. But like, if it happens, like, okay, I, 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 it wasn't a complete shocker. But I don't feel like these people are like, how could you? You know, these, you know, they were upset. They were. They were upset. I think you guys were on top of it though. Fly Racing makes much more than gear, helmets, and casual wear. Fly produces a range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com to view the full range of hard parts. N-Fab.com, great guys. Look, I know a lot of you have trucks out there, so visit N-Fab.com. Get something for your truck. They support the sport, so why don't you support them, damn it. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, Thursday. We'll be back next week. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for your bench racing talk. Thanks for listening. See ya.